Second Timothy chapter three verse fourteen. Second Timothy chapter three verse fourteen. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Just want to very quickly by the grace of God. Look at continue. The word continue appears 73 times in the Bible in different forms. As a verb, the dictionary defines the word continue as persisting in an activity or a process. It also means to remain in existence or operation, to remain in a specified state, or is synonymous with the ability to carry on, or we sometimes say to stay the course. Many of us have experienced things or products that have been discontinued. A few days ago, my wife and I were trying to buy a second night stand for our, our bedroom. We bought one about 10 years ago, uh, but it was just one night stand. So we were looking for, 10 years later, we were looking for uh, a similar one, exact night stand uh, to put on the other side of our bed. But we uh, got to know pretty quickly that our nightstand and the entire bedroom set has been discontinued. Just a little over 10 years after the model came into existence or into production. I remember the big computers when I was in college in Nigeria, the big computers that I worked on, mainframes back in, in the 90s, early 90s, they were huge and slow, and they have since been discontinued for faster computers that we have today. Those who have been in construction, I see Brother Joe there tonight, and many in construction here, my pastor, Brother Chet, uh, for many years, they know that there are building codes, and building codes uh, that were applicable a few decades or years ago have since been discontinued. A few years ago, we owned a Dodge Grand Caravan. It served us very well. We sold it. But uh, more recently, when we were looking into buying another car, we wanted a Dodge Grand Caravan. We started looking. Well, a few days ago, we got to know that Dodge has since discontinued the Grand Caravan series, apparently because it no longer meets the very stringent emission standards uh, in several states, including here in Oregon. If you have long lived enough, you would have experienced discontinued fashions, discontinued food items, discontinued airplanes, or here, planes that have since been retired. I can go on and on and on, but uh, the truth is, in every area of our lives, 
over the past 100 years since Sister Crawford stood on this camp brand and preached the very first sermon about seeking God, many things have been discontinued. We have had 18 presidents in the United States since then. Many things discontinued. But aren't we thankful to God that as things come and go, as, as things in our life get discontinued, we thank God for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it remains the same. The truth of God's word that was preached on this holy ground 100 years ago is still the same truth that has been preached every year since then. And by the grace of God, even this year, all these uh, head services that we have watched, we have listened to the truth of God's word. It has not been discontinued. And by the grace of God, it will continue. You know, at the time of writing this text, Paul uh, was encouraging Timothy. He was a young pastor of the church at Ephesus, the very simple city, busy, rich, sensual city, more like our cities of today. Paul knew that succeeding in Ephesus would not be a mean task for Timothy, so he admonished him. And he admonished, of course, all Christians. In chapter 3 of his letter to Timothy, second letter, he, it says that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, and, you know, started listing all of those things. It's not in any way different from our world today. Our day today, he gave a stern warning. Paul did not say, I, I have an idea. I fabricated this from my brain. No. In fact, in, in his first letter, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, Now that now the Spirit speaketh expressly. It was the Spirit of God that was speaking through him. It made him to see not just the events uh, of, of, of the days of Timothy, but down through our days today, the things that will happen. In spite of those terrible things that Paul said, Paul encouraged Timothy. I can hear him say, Timothy, get ready. There's going to be an exciting time. You know, we were told, our leader told us uh, two Sundays ago that this is not a defeated year. This is not a year of defeat. This is a year of victory. You know, Paul told him uh, that, uh, you know, all uh, victories ahead as a church, we can declare too, by the authority of God's word, that there's victory ahead. But Paul warned Timothy, and exactly what God is giving, uh, warning us in his holy word today, told him, but continue. Continue. Continuing the things which we have learned, the things which you have been assured of, uh, uh, the things that, that, that you know, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. You know, we, we thank God over these hundred years. Uh, we know God wants us to continue as a church, as an individual. You and I have to have a purpose to continue. I was writing uh, the Galatians, he said, uh, uh, those who bring another gospel, he said, which is not another, because there's just one gospel, the faith that was once 
delivered unto the saints. Just continue. It says, uh, Timothy, you know uh, those whom you have learned them from. Uh, uh, you and I, we know those who have taught us oh, 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 over in my lifetime, in my over 40 years in this church. I know those who taught me. I know I come to camp meeting every year. The teachings that I have heard, the teachings that you have heard too. None of us was there in 1920. But very recently, it was published. Sister Crawford preached the very first comedy sermon on this Cambrian titled, Seeking God with an Honest Heart. Right from this holy pulpit, Brother Raymond Crawford preached on July 3, 1964, on preparation of the Bride of Christ. Right on this holy pulpit, Brother Carver, on July 14, 1953, preached a sermon on doing God's will. Brother George Moore Hughes, July 15, 1952, preached on consecration. And then he continued on to consecrate his life and gave his life for the spread of this work in Africa. Thank God for Brother George Moore Hughes and that consecration that he made. If he didn't make it, maybe someone like me would not be here tonight. July 4, 1958, right inside this tabernacle, behind this holy pulpit, Brother Clarence Frost preached a timeless message on the old paths. On July 1st, 1992, Brother Shoinka stood right here, preached a sermon on procrastination versus opportunity. There are opportunities in the gospel. Brother Dick Taylor, July 3, 1992, preached a comedy message on, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You know, in one of his uh, last few camp meetings, Brother Dick Taylor, I, I had the privilege of sitting beside him and I, uh, for, for ordinance, and I said, Brother Dick, I appreciate what you have done for this gospel. Now I know, Brother Dick, you are old. Would you do me a favor, Brother Dick? He looked at me and said, what favor? I said, could you let me just wash your feet? Don't wash my own feet. Brother Dick Taylor looked right, looked at me right in the eye and said, let's do it God's way. What he was saying is, let's continue to do what we have been taught. Let's do it God's way. Many of our leaders here today, those who are not even privileged to be here, many of our ministers, our pastors, even Sunday school teachers, Christians who walked, came in here, they lived a life, they gave us a legacy, something that we can defend, something that we can put our bodies, our lives, our souls behind the truth of God's word. Paul was telling us, encouraging us to not continue. But before we go too far, Romans 6, 1 and 2 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That is something that we should discontinue. You know, for us to continue in this way, we have to continue. If you are still in sin, you have to discontinue sinning. We're looking at places in God's word that has the word continue. Shall we continue in sin? God forbid. 
You know, when, when you come humbly before God and you pray that sinner's prayer and say, Lord, I want to continue this race. I want to start this race. You know, the Lord starts you off uh, through salvation. Then you go further. Uh, you want the, 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 to be sanctified. Holy. And the Lord does that. Then you want the power of God on your lives. That is how we continue. That is how we start. But then we must continue every day. Very briefly, before we close tonight, how does God want us to continue? We talked about salvation, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Those precepts upon precepts, those experiences, we must continue by the grace of God. We will continue to hear them preach from this holy pulpit, preach from the pulpit across across the road, preach from all our churches all over the world. We will continue. What are as are we supposed to continue in Colossians 1.23? Colossians 1.23 says, If ye continue in the faith granted and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Paul was telling the, the Colossians, he said, Continue in the faith. Grounded and settled. This was not to continue in a wishy-washy faith. This is to continue in the old-time religion, in the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Paul said, continue. There is hope in the gospel. He says, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. You know, there will be problems if the Lord tarries the next two years, a year, even the rest of this year. Look at all the problems that we've gone through the first half of this year. We don't know what is ahead, but God knows what is ahead. We don't know tomorrow, but God knows tomorrow. And he who knows tomorrow holds our hands. Continue in the faith. Granted. Settled. You know, I'm privileged. My, 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 my parents, they are in this gospel, faithful workers in this gospel. My, my wife's parents, faithful workers in this gospel. That is one thing, but that is not all that there is. I th we thank God for them. You children who are here, it should not be the, the faith of my parents. It should be your faith. The faith that was once delivered unto the saints, you also must get hold of God for yourself. You must know a place inside this tabernacle or across the road or in your home where you had an, a, an encounter with the great God of heaven. Continue. Continue. Goes on further. What else are we supposed to continue in? First Timothy chapter 4 verse 16 says, take it unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Paul was also encouraging Timothy, continue in the doctrines. 
You know, 1 Timothy 3, 16 says that all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That a man of God, a woman of God, a boy of God, a girl of God might be made perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Continue. In the doctrine, some people uh, outside say, oh, we don't preach doctrine. Doctrines divide. You know, I tell you tonight, by the authority of God's word, doctrines do not divide. Doctrines unite us. From North America to South America to Europe to Africa to Asia and Australia, our doctrines have united us. I can go to camp meeting anywhere. I can walk into Apostle Church in Europe, in Australia, in any way. I will hear the same old-time gospel as I hear, hear even right here in Portland. Paul says, continue in the doctrines. You and I must love it. We, we must cherish it. We must live for it. We must die by it. Continue. John 15:9. Says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. What else are we supposed to continue? Continue in the love of God. Hebrews 13, 1 says, let brotherly love continue. You know, when we love God, He helps us to love our brothers. And I mean, pure love. Continue. God wants us to have those uh, brotherly love to continue amongst us. It is the devil that divides. The devil sows seeds of discord. But God brings us together. The unity of the spirit, the love of God, the spirit of God, regardless of our language and cultural background, the spirit of God brings us together. One in the body of Christ. Continue. No. Paul said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I want to be among those who endeavor, who do all they can to make sure that in my branch church, in your branch church, wherever you are hearing this, you do all you can to continue in the unity of the spirit, one in love, one in faith, continue, one in the spirit in the bond of peace. Acts 2.42, rounding up now, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Wonderful. The word continue showed up there again. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, like we read before. But it says, and also in fellowship. You remember that song? It said, blessed be the ties that bind our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. We share our mutual woes, our mutual bodies we bear. When one's ass at aches, we all share and rejoice in that victory. The victory so dear, continuing that fellowship. We, we, we don't want to, to look down on the fellowship. By the grace of God, these two shall pass away if it's the will of God. But if Jesus comes, oh, what sweeter fellowship in heaven. But if, if this passes away and our churches are opened, oh, don't say I can watch, uh, uh, I can watch sermons at home. Continue. 
Continue to come to the house of the Lord. It says, we are to continue in the grace of God. Acts 13, 43. Who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to continue. Paul told the Galatians in 2.21. He says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. We must not truncate it. The grace of salvation, of sanctification, of the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. You and I must have a purpose to continue therein. And I round up with six. He says, we are to continue in prayers and thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. That sounds like what Paul and Silas experienced in the Philippian jail. They had been put there, but rather than put their head down, you know what? There might be situations ahead. Uh, if the Lord tarries, even the next hundred years, or the next fifty, or ten, or even this very year, there might be situations that will call for us to take a stand, like Paul and Silas did. Uh, Paul was encouraging us, just continue. And rather than suffer for God or suffer for the gospel grudgingly, it says we should do it with thanksgiving and with prayer. In that Philippian jail, they began to praise God. They began to thank God. They began to pray. And the Bible says there was an earthquake. Something happens. When children of God pray, God releases power. When you pray, God releases grace. Power was released. There was an earthquake. You know, Paul and Silas, they were freed. Continue in prayer. Don't give up praying. No, I love that song. It says, the soul that will live close to Jesus. You see, who spends more time in prayer. Although it may not always please us, it is that which relieves us from care. Let's continue to pray. No, I read in conclusion... The story of Brother Bossy, who was a faithful Christian in this church. I think it was Brother Clarence Frost in a sermon on the whole part who said that, that Brother Bossy was very sick. They were, he was trying to get to the camp brand here for camp meeting. And he said, oh no, let's just uh, put up your shoes, Brother Bossy, and maybe that's it. But Brother Bossy said something. Let me just say it here. I quoted him directly on his deathbed. He said, I want to die with my boots on. In other words, he was ready to continue. As a soldier of Christ, continue. There will be things in life that you wonder, oh, 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 oh do, 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 I, do I continue or not? No, I love a, 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 a quote. It says, a winner does not quit. A quitter does not win. We have come this far not to go back, but we want to continue. It will take consecration. It will take you coming to the altar and saying, not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. Do you want to finish well? I want to finish well. It will take daily consecration. We cannot continue of our own power. We cannot continue in our own ability. But we have to come every day and say, God, just keep me near the cross. 
You know what that means? Just, just mortify the flesh. Just keep me near the cross. The Lord will give you grace. If you are watching at home, have you started? If you have started, how strong is your desire to continue tonight? We encourage you, continue this race. We know the end. We know the destination. Many of adventurers and faithfuls, they have gone on to their reward in heaven. God bless us as we continue. We don't know how many more days we have or more months we have or years that we have. But one thing we know, if we continue in the faith, grounded and settled, we will see Jesus at the head. God bless you as you come to consecrate your life to continue in this race.